0: That what's going on, this fame for Rance, my normal Fame, And I'm King Rance. Yeah, we started this platform to give people in the city
1: the opportunity to shine. Give y'all our perspective on any and everything in the culture. Just sit a couple guys sitting back kicking and talking about whatever.
0: What's up y'all? This Dre the Artist with Fame for Rance boy Way running late with Fame from Ransom. Camilla is here. I'm here with Fame from Ransom. It's your boy George Gabano, 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 three times. We rockin' with Fame from Ransom. Hi everyone, it's Brendel Jones, and
1: I'm here with Fame from Ransom.
2: It's Joe God and it's Fg Webb, and we live with Fame from Ransom. You know the vibes, man. We out here Fame from Ransom.
0: Today we got a special guest, Kye Jones.
1: What's going on, man? What's up, man? Too much. What's up? What you know?
0: How you been? I see you moving and shaking out here. Yeah,
1: I'm just trying to make a way, man. True, I true. I appreciate this opportunity
2: right here to be heard a little bit more. No we really appreciate you, you, sir. you, sir.
0: No doubt. No doubt. So, um, yeah, I see you got the new web series going on, it's popping in the streets, you know what I uh-huh. mean? Views going out skyrocketing, you know what I <laughs> mean?
2: My man, Lost Kings, baby. It was actually a brainchild. It's a combination. I would never put all that on my shoulders alone.
1: But a combination,
2: we got a great team behind us, a young man from Greenmount, right off of Greenmount, Tyrone Smalls did the right, and he hooked up with a gentleman I met on the set of The Wire almost 20 years ago. He was a PA while I was doing security after they killed my character. off. He all just kept saying, good morning, and I'm looking like, this dude's awfully friendly, you know what I'm saying? I finally said good morning back, and it just snowballed from there. And everything comes full circle, I'm sitting here with y'all today.
1: That's what's up. Let's take it back. So,
2: how did you get into like just this industry? Um, I've been wanting to do this since I was a kid, man. Honestly, and I only tell many people this, but I guess it'll be out there now. When I was a kid, I used to watch TV and I used to be like, yo, when I grow up and make myself white, I'm going to myself TV. That was just my inner thought, you know what I'm saying? And then I seen the diversity. I'm 42, so you gotta understand. I've seen the change, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, I was actually just driving tractors and trailers when 92Q had a commercial on saying if you wanted to be in a movie, send your stuff in. And that was for the why I didn't know what it was for at the time. But I was actually and I want to say I was headed through Virginia. It was fading out as I heard the commercial call home like, Hey, Ma, that picture off the mirror on my dresser, send it to this address from me. You know what I'm saying? And she did it. And uh, I want to say about. The following week, I was actually driving, and I got that phone call, and I couldn't make that audition that day. I was heated, because I was out of town, and I told them, and they was like, well, you, we can schedule you for next week. And I was like, well, I'm going to be local next week, so that's perfect, you know what I'm saying? Went in, and um it just snowballed from that. They threw me out as an extra. They had plans for me, but I was young in the game. I ain't know no better, so they took full advantage of that, you know what I'm saying? Right. As far as the uh, financial end of it, but that's life. Um, but uh by episode two, they had made me a character. I just did not receive that information. And I hope y'all listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> they will put you in a position that's gonna work best for them. Right. Pay attention. Um and it just snowballed from there. The uh the big stars on set was just speaking all the time. You know, and like as far as I was concerned, I was just an extra. He they was, hey Macab, what's up? And I'm sitting back like, they showing mad love, what's going on here? You know? Because they had already shot scenes where they talk about my character, even though I didn't even know I was that character. Right, you know?
1: right, right. So
2: they waited to the last minute till they, till they could not, not pay me any longer. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. So, um,
2: after that, um, I kind of got out of acting for a while, went back to the regular life, um, wanted to do it, but it was like, hey, gotta pay the bills. Um, and then I, I finally jumped back and had some opportunities open up and it's, it's been rolling since then, my I man.
1: So during that time, like, would you say you uh, like gave
2: up on it, or? Never gave up. I'm I'm, I, I'm not a quitter. So, no, nah, I ain't never give up. It was just life, like, life, it got, life. Yeah, yeah, my son. My son has lived with me since he was 18 months old. You know what I'm saying? So that that's first and foremost.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know what I'm saying? So I got to make a way for family and then everything else will fall in place, hopefully. Okay, so it was Which
1: just like, like a break.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Make sure we had everything together on my end as a man. Right. So, um, early on, as far as, like, uh, doing On the Wire, like, what, uh, season did you uh, start on? and How many seasons were you on?
2: Right, um, season one. I'm actually in all but, like, two episodes of season one. Um, as far as the first episode, you only see me because I'm walking in the background. Second episode, um, Andre puts the red hat on me, so that's when I was actually identified as a character. But like I said, they ain't tell me. Um... Skip three, four, and I come back in five. I'm on corners, taking phone calls, looking at what's going on. I'm in the meeting rooms with the conversations up until the point that we shoot uh, Kima, myself and Hassan Johnson, who played weBay um, We do the shooting on Kima. I got another scene after that, um, and then they show my picture a lot. Now, I was scheduled for two more filming days, as far as I was concerned. And I'm sitting in a room full of people on a Sunday night, watching the episode when he getting uh, ordered to kill me. Right,
1: right.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, "Is that really happening?" Everybody looking like, you ain't say nothing. I, in my mind, I'm like, I didn't know. But I was like, eh, that's how I be. You know, I play it. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Be like that sometime. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, it happened and you don't even know nothing yeah. about it. I, I know firsthand. <laughs> you know, it was my character, you know what I mean? Lex. Right, exactly. But um, so you said you started uh driving trucks for a little while and um kind of felt back. Like what? What got you back into it? Like, what, what was the hunger inside you that made you want to
2: keep going? It, it never left. It was just a matter of trying to take care of things as a man initially. You know, once I kind of got those organized and, and straightened some things out on the money end and able to maintain it. it, was like, let's get back into it. I ran into a gentleman by the name of Ernst Stevenson. He was a, he went to Towson. Um, he was doing his own uh, independent for school. You know, I stepped up to that, did a film with him called Breaking Down, did a number called About a Clown, and after I wrapped those two projects, I was like, why am I doing anything else? This is what I'm supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? And since then, I've done, man, at least 40 independents, um, all the major films that come to Merlin, I've worked on the set one way or another, whether I'm doing security or oh, I'm doing extra work. I mean, all the way back to Ladder 49. Anything that's touched since then, I've worked in something Lord made, um, uh, Captain America 2. Uh, um, there's so many, um, all the major movies that cut, that came in town, uh, end up going to New Orleans with the same folks that did Hawaii, the and So got that good money down there for three and a half years. Couldn't knock that while we was down there. I ended up working on a set of, uh, it was called Game Change at the time, but it's called the campaign with Will Ferrell and um, yeah, the other that dude. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a great experience. We did True Detectives down there, so I got to work on that set more. Um, my key to all of this has just always been with them not giving me acting gigs like I wanted, but you're still paying me fifteen to twenty-two dollars to stand around set really so so all day and observe. I'm gonna do that. I'm. I work with every department the grips, the electrics, video village, listening to the producers, I'm there to protect them. So you gotta understand that I'm playing the back like just soaking it all up. Right? You know what I'm saying? They paid me to learn instead of me paying somebody else to teach me. Yeah. Um, that being said, bringing that all the way back to this point, uh, production here in Lost Kings, it was just, we hit the ground running. Um, it was, It's was just an amazing experience. You know what I'm saying? Well,
1: so, how did the name Lost Kings come about?
2: I can't take any credit for that, my man. That is turned Small all day. He actually told a story last last week at the release. He said it was a song that he had that he wrote himself, and he always loved the title, so he wanted to carry
0: it over. That's for sure. So, um, far well, as like you've been a
1: part of a lot of
0: different projects, and
1: you know, you
0: had uh, you said you faced a bunch of adversity in your life. You know, taking on your child. You know. Like,
2: where do you get that hunger from? Like, where, where does that come from? It's me. I mean, I can't eat. I can't eat. It, you know, you can't quit. I mean, no matter what, if you want something, anything worth having is worth working for. Right. That's what dad told me when I was little. He, a man can't eat if he don't work. You can't expect to eat if you don't work. If you don't put, communicate correctly at work and do what's expected of you, how long do you expect to last? So, you know, those are things that was instilled with me when I was young. So it was like, as the opportunities open up, no matter where it was, understand my first day on the set of the wire, I realized that it's nothing else I wanted to do. It's nowhere else I wanted to be. I just had to move accordingly to put myself in the best position to win in the situation. Right, right. That's what
1: I, I know you like a man of many talents, like directing, acting, writing. Which one do you like enjoy the most?
2: Um, if you would have asked me that two years ago, I would have told you acting and I love it. Don't get me wrong. But where I'm at now, you know, I love the coach folks, acting coach. To be able to meet somebody when they come in, go over their lines with them, and see the progression that they can make in such a short period of time. Um, I don't know if y'all are saying white boy Rick. Yes.
1: Uh,
2: you know what I'm saying? I had the opportunity to coach him because he's from Dundalk. Yeah,
1: Dundah. You know what man I'm Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. I
2: had the opportunity to coach him, myself, and Angela Angela Gibson which is the mom, the maid from 227, her daughter, her daughter. So she came in from Cali, me and her coached him for that role to make sure he got it It before he was casted. We did it for a couple weeks, and he bagged it, and you see what happened with that. He was right beside Matthew McConaughey. It's nothing like sitting back in that theater like, yeah, I helped make that happen for that young man. You know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, Yeah.
0: So, uh, Pause like Lost Kings, how far do you uh, expect it to go? Is it as big as you want, or like you have a, a certain like standard that you wanna get to?
2: it, it is no disguise, the, the limit is no standards, you that know right. what I'm saying? Uh, the as far as season two and the and the product and the progression of the characters it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna blow your minds,
1: it's there for you.
2: you have to understand with a title like Lost Kings, it has to come full circle.
1: Right. It has to come.
0: Uh, I checked out, uh, right now, it, right now it's only three episodes on
2: Three episodes, and the only reason it is going to be, you know, the attention span of folks and this internet yeah. is very short, so our initial plan was to do six, six minute episodes, and that way it would just, you know, that way it would blend in, you feel like you got more. The three episodes that's up for, up now is actually the cut that we did for a Tribeca Film Festival, because they had to have it in certain parameters, so we did that cut for them, um, Unfortunately, we had little, little, small hiccups with the editing or with new scenes that we added and things like that. Right. Trying to get the timing right plus the audio, so we was like, you know what? Let's just run with these three because we know the product that we have and we'll uh, do it do it even more effectively the next time. Right. So um, it's only three
0: seasons. I mean, it's three episodes, three episodes right now, which carry
2: the season. Okay, okay.
0: Okay. Cool. Any uh, plans for like future uh, season? Like absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Anything else be uncivilized? Right,
0: right, right. You know, yeah. We got all that in mind yeah, in case you need yeah, any more yeah. actors. You know, you got the famous. Come on, you already
2: know. That's that, we take it back to the unrest. Right. Once I have to thank this man for having me come out today. You know what I'm saying? no <laughs> one of the strongest brothers I know in this state in the world, as appreciate far as I'm concerned. You, man. I appreciate him. Me and him did the unrest together. You know what I'm saying? Which was a uh, we was on that 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 Nike mentality, just doing. Right, right, You know what I'm saying? And we went out there with next to nothing with the team. That was allotted to us at the time, and we brought what we could to the table. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out. It's like um, we actually—I don't know if, if you had heard—but we've been this close to the door getting kicked open on several different projects. It's always something. Right? We got to stop that. We got to kick these doors open. Right? You got a dream, you got a feeling, you got a desire. Just do it out. You won't hear a thousand no's. All you need is that one yes. Matt Porterfield gave me my yes when he was doing Solaris Point. I went in an audition for him. That was another local joint that they filmed out. Gun that was nationwide in all the theaters. You can see me in there. And what role do I play other than a security guard? Bouncing, you know what I'm saying?
0: There's nothing wrong being typecast as long yeah, as you work. As
2: long as I'm working, I try yeah, to tell them. Normal. You know what I'm saying? Don't I understand mad. that. You know? When
0: there's acting biz, people, I don't want to be typecast. As long as you are getting work, I think that's all that really matters. You know what it is, it
1: is. Yeah. So, so other than Norman, what's some other uh, notable?
2: That I, you name them, I done been around them or met them at some point. I mean, I did Triple X 2 I did um, guard work on that, and I did extra work in there. I've been around Cube, me and him and had a couple conversations. We we need to go on the cause light tour. We did a security for him, form look out for him. Great guy. Um, I spent nine months with John Tavolta when we did Ladder Forty Nine. One of the nicest gentlemen I ever met in my life. Uh, did the wedding crashes, so. All of the cast on there, all of them was good folks. Um, like I said, we did Captain America two. All of them folks was good. I um, I, I met uh uh. Let okay, me go with the names. Who wanna play Hawkeye? Uh, Jason Arena. No,
0: so, no, something Arena.
2: The brother would he, he wanna? Uh, oh, we
0: talking about uh, Tupac, the guy who played Tupac. Nah,
2: it was a different dude.
0: Dang, what
2: is his name? Either way, um, we in New Orleans right. when I cross him. I'm gonna do out
0: of Anthony Mackie.
2: Anthony Yeah, he played t before in the uh, in
0: the stage oh, play. Oh, he before. did.
2: You yeah. right. My fault. Yeah. See, this boy is well versed in the business. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, uh, I met him in New Orleans while we was doing Tremaine. Right. Just on the humble, we talking. He actually gave me my award for having over 100 hours of on-air television time from HBO for the years that I've put in. And, um, I met him at that party. So when we go to D.C. to do, Captain America. Two. I'm walking on set. Like, what's up? I mean, he, he gave me that look. Like, what's up with you, son? Like, he's like, I know your face, New Orleans. That's right. And I see. You know, we we rap, but the whole time we talked, I can see in his face. He was like, How yeah, you going all the way up here? You know what right. I'm saying? So that's what I, I love. It went Ohio with those folks. To me, it's like I said. It's so many. I'm forgetting so many people. There's no offense to nobody. Please forgive me. It's just it's it's been a long time coming. You know what I'm saying?
0: You think uh, the, the, the best part of your bu- the business is, is making relationships and meeting people and things like that?
2: That's the only part. I mean, you you bring what you can bring to this table, but it goes back to what I was saying before. It was a gentleman that just kept saying good morning to me, and I was just like, oh, yeah, awfully friendly, but all right, what's up? What's up? What's up? When we finally talk, and his name is Mike Faulkner, understand that our relationship has grown tremendously. He also showed me the ropes of um, building those relationships with people, folks that actually did Lost Kings. And the reason you got the cinematic effect for those that have seen it, for those that haven't, go see it, log on. It's real simple. you on your phone anyway. Yes. No excuses. Um, the reason it looks the way it is is because of that question you just asked me. That is 17 to 20 years of building relationships with professionals on true movie sets that believe in what you are capable of. And when you tell them your idea, they're like, you know what? Forget the fact I make five grand a day. Forget the fact I make fifteen hundred a day. Forget the fact that I make eight hundred a day. What do you need? I'm there for you. We were able within our small team were able able to bring in a crew of folks that make a lot of money to do what they do. And they took a fraction of that to do what, in my opinion, is a better job than I've seen them do with some of the big sets. You know, so that's what people don't understand. Deal yeah, with prima donnas. I got sto- I got great stories about stars. I got some negative stories right, about right, stars, right. you know, but you deal with that. And as time has progressed, I see where those folks that I've had negative experiences with, how their life is starting to end up. And it's just, I sit back and I'll get a phone call and they'll be like, yo, did you hear about such and such? And I'm like, why are you calling me? I told you that four or five right. years ago. Right, right. You know, you. You, it's right, you yeah. no surprise to me um, versus those that had been friendly and nice. And I see where they are now. And it's just like, oh, like, yo, Idris is one of the coolest dudes I ever met when we right. did the Y, you, right. know we the club, the you know what I'm saying? He was real. We went out to club one together, you know what I'm saying? He hanging with me in Baltimore. So it was like, just, just really, really good folks. In there, and I'm, I'm happy for him now. You know what, right. what I'm saying?
1: Like what, what type of movies do you like other than, I know what you work on, but like what you watch on like the daily mm-hmm. day record basis?
2: I'm a sci-fi junkie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. My mom's had me watching Star Trek since I was a kid. So, like, I'm truly a sci-fi junkie. I love them. Um, But then, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated the westerns that my father used to watch. Um, But I'm I'm a big action-adventure guy. You know, Love Stories is cool. Even got a couple that we're working on now amongst the team. But um, as far as my personal action-adventure, and
0: sci-fi. That's dope. Do you feel like... uh Throughout your career, um, you might come off as like a little aggressive or a little different look than the average black man, you know what I mean, as far as when you approach these different people in the industry. Like, you know what I mean? If you see somebody like yourself walking in a dark alley, you're like, I don't know if I should speak, but then they have a conversation with you. You cool as I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, you ever run into any problems
1: with that?
2: Um, I've been told a lot of times that, yo, I didn't expect that from you. And I'm sitting back like, well, why didn't you expect that from me? I'm sorry but it's because of the outside package and what they've seen. Right. Um, and then once we get to actually talking and holding the conversation, I've seen folks and they'll, they'll, they'll lean back and before you know it, once I get the run of my mouth, they're fully engaged and I think to myself, got you,
1: right.
2: <laughs> you're the one with the problem, not me. Now that we've passed the way that I look, just hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we run, I run into that on a daily basis when you're dealing with the police in these cities yeah. Folks in the market, you know, they just so uh, and I just and half the time, you know, when I when I'm faced with those negative situations, I give them what they least expect from me, and I walk away and I look back and like, they be looking like, and I'm like, yeah, I insulted you without raising my mouth, without using profanity. You ain't you really didn't expect that, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, in the industry, it's the same way. But like I say, what I have noticed is when folks once once you you know you start spending, you, you've been on sets. But once you start spending a couple of days with folks, hours out of the day, you have those conversations, everybody opens up and you're going to find out whether this is somebody that you can talk to or
1: somebody that you shouldn't Right. real quick, real quick. Yeah. I, I noticed on your Instagram though, you got like a shoe collection. You know, speak on that. Addicted Man. to shoes or?
2: I have a, I have a true shoe addiction that I can't fix. <laughs> I can, I've tried to fix it. I, I cannot. Um, I do have to give it, and I'm sorry, gentlemen, you brought up the shoes. I gotta give a plug to the wife. She has the same addiction. She actually, she actually sells them as roulette shoes. You know what I'm saying? My,
1: plug, plug.
2: Yeah, had to. Uh, mine, my, myself, though, I, mean, I got a wall, with several walls. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just what I do. Uh, i tell you when it, when it got bad though, when I did the wire, you know, we got, my check was in the mail every Monday, like clockwork. Right, right. Every Monday I'm opening a check like, we good.
1: Right.
2: It was to the point where I would get dressed in the morning, leave the house with slippers on and buy a pair of tennis to Jeez. match the outfit that I was doing Jeez. for the day. When I say a waste of money, a true waste of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: So, seeing as though now you could probably do a lot of resale. You know, that's a profit of, uh, very profitable business. I still got
2: the boxes, but right everything's exactly. still in the boxes, bro, to this right. day. You know, I got shoes older than my son at this point.
0: <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? They probably go for crazy
1: prices. They're I
0: the got
2: original J. Exactly. Original. So still you know You ever think
1: boxes.
2: about selling them though? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. Right, right.
2: times get hard. You, just you tell already me. know. Uh, last, the last, uh, the sixes the Enfas, when they dropped. I was, I was rocking mine from back in the day. They was red. They wasn't Enfas. The but a couple of days before they came out, everybody like, where you get them? You only understand. Right. This is 1990 what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um,
0: you spoke, uh, you spoke earlier about how, like, you police come up to you and give you, like, different, um, you know, different looks. How do you feel about putting a project out, like, Lost King, as far as the, uh, the image that it portrays from Baltimore
1: and things like that?
2: I mean, to tell the truth?
1: Honestly.
2: To tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I I know a lot of I know a lot of cops personally, some of the greatest folks I've ever met. I would never not. But I've also had experiences with the ones that I did not know that put us put me personally into a stereotypical box and treated me accordingly, And it wasn't fair. You know, um, I've heard stories over the years of knowing these officers and you know what we've done with those stories. Some names have been changed to protect, though, but it's on paper. It's just a matter of time before we bring it to the forefront. Um, Part of the Lost Kings line is that police corruption thing, you know. Um, The gentleman who played that Justin, Moulton, he played Emerson. Great guy. It's a deep character, though. Very deep. And unfortunately, we wasn't able to film it all the way we wanted to initially. But, you know, with us coming up with the next season and everything, we'll have time to open and expand the characters a little bit more.
1: If someone wanted to get into, like, the film industry, how would they go about doing that?
2: Um, back in the day, it was pretty difficult. It was about who you knew or what credits you had or what school you went to. But, man, this world we live in today with the Internet, cell phone cameras, come you know, on if you really got a talent, you have a platform to speak on it and show the world undeniably. So with the way streaming is, the Internet, social media, If you have a talent, and and then the quality of our cell phones as far as recording. I mean, all you gotta do is figure out, put a plan together. If you have something scripted, script, script it out, write it out, put it on paper, put it together, and no one is gonna believe in you more than you. Nobody's gonna give you that opportunity without saying what you can do. So I would say the first thing is to make your own way as far as showing folks what you're capable of, put it out there on social media, put it out there on the internet. Because of those platforms, it has opened up a world for a whole lot of people that we would have never known as stars if it wasn't for the internet and the way streaming is today. So, my first thing would be you know, buckle down, find out what you really want to do. Um, what I will say is this a lot of folks will take a lot of credit for the things they do. Nobody makes any of this happen without their team. So, that's the first thing you want to do if you want to get into this industry, if you want to get into this business. You need to find people of like mind, desire, and heart. You do those things, and all y'all pull together at a hundred percent, we'll kick down doors. It's going to be undeniable with the platforms
0: that we
1: have nowadays, as far as streaming
0: and things go. So far as like, uh, with all that being said, do you feel like it's um a great opportunity for Baltimore to come up in this film industry? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You know, for a minute we was doing pretty good. We was catching fire. We was catching heat ever since Ladder Forty Nine. Um, came to town. It was, it's been production after production after. I mean, it's, it's so many. I mean, I, f- I forget the names of them. Um, especially, you know, here in Baltimore and in Maryland, surrounding areas as well. And the House of Cards, you know, they ran for six years. Right up 95 by exit 77. I used to take that ride every day. Um, so it's here. Unfortunately, the, the issue has been, um, they monopolized the budget for the state. For so long that more work has teetered off, but hopefully we can open a new door. Whether they come back or not, as far as bringing Lost Kings um, full circle, that's my desire. to why I wouldn't never came to town, I wouldn't be sitting here talking. That just would not happen. That changed my life. Now, I say that because it gave me an opportunity to live something that I wanted to do as a child. How many folks do we have in these urban areas? How many kids do we have in a city? That have the most steadiest hands in the world. But because there's no show in town, no opportunity for them to hold the camera and show how steady they can move it. And it looks like it's on a flat and the whole time it's hell. You know, how many writers do we have that will never get that opportunity to put that work out there? How many DPs, how many people that can direct and, and accountants that are so good with numbers that play on these corners that could blow people away in the office? My, my goal is to bring Lost Kings Full Circle and the team that I'm with, Terrence and Mike, is to bring a full circle back to Baltimore to open the door, to open up opportunities for season two. I want to do internships Stay on the same page for folks that we might have that next DP that makes $10,000 a day living in the house without gas and electric. Can we help change this life? It ain't about what I'm getting out of this. The, the 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 legacy you leave behind. I know I've been immortalized on on many a camera. My son, my grandsons, and all of them they can go back and watch and be like, "Yo, that that was Pop Pop." But for those that don't know me and never met me, if I could open up opportunities in other people's lives and it affects people two generations after, that's what it's about. We would love to bring this back and film throughout the city because it opens up once one it generates revenue. Two, opens up opportunities for folks that did not have it. I didn't have that. T- I was driving track to trail when I was gaining weight. When I was three. You, you watch, If you go back and watch season one, I was 350 pounds, brother. Jeez. I wasn't playing. That's because I'm sitting on my butt all day driving a truck. You know what I'm saying? When within three years, I lost the weight. You know what I'm saying? I got all the way down to 175. Now I'm old now, so I don't do what I used to do and it's coming back. But it's like, you know, the opportunity, if it's there, we can change lives. People are headed in directions that we can sway them off of and not even not even knowingly or intentionally swaying them, but just opening the door for them to be like, yo, you, you right? How many how many rappers do we have in the city? How many hip hop artists do we have that can spit off the top of their head? Oh, put that on a paper, add add parameters, fade in, fade out. There's storytellers everywhere, but they don't get the opportunity. What I want to do is bring that back to mind is bring that back to Baltimore to the inner city folks that can sit up and be like, yo, if they wouldn't have did that, then I wouldn't be here. I'm only here because of the steps that somebody else took. And that's how my life changed, because of the steps somebody that I probably never met took. I'm here talking to y'all now. I have to give that back to the community. I have to give that. So, is Merlin capable of doing it? Yes, they are. With the talent that we have here, with the, the diversity, of the living standards, we can double for any city. We can double for anywhere around the world, almost depending on what side of town you go on. So Merlin can handle it. It's just a matter of the powers that be opening their eyes or realizing the untapped talent that's here within us.
0: Sure. I definitely feel like it's uh, going to come to a full circle with standards, though. Um, I know people looking at the negativity from like the president and uh, just just the nation as a whole, but I feel like that's going to come full circle and it's going to. Um, just
2: benefit the city versus anything. Definitely, um, yeah, yeah. it's the media, baby. The media is. I'm, I'm not going to use the cliche uh, uh, cliche term for them, but yo, you believe what you' watching on the news? You got problems. Right. It's all. What he saying, bad boys to you on, on the first one? My fault. It's a slant on that. Right. It's, it's on a slant. You know, it's all <laughs> tilted to look a certain way when it comes to the folks that. Are living in the areas that they pitched. I mean, back when we had the riots, the way they was pitching, it was like every block off of North Avenue yeah. was burning. I was com- contained in like two, three blocks, right. dude. It's I'm riding through it like, like it was nothing. Right, exactly. I'm looking like, oh, you boys over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's not how they pitched it to the rest of the world. You know, for the president to get up there and say what he said, like, dude. You messed up. I mean, everybody realized that. I don't even. I can't even find a a nice way to put that for that gentleman to say what he said because I'm mad. I just said what I said. But for that gentleman to say what he said about a a group, I mean, to just put everybody that lives in this area in a box, dude. We have some of the the greatest talent here. John Waters still lives here. Come on. I bet you don't say that if you see him out at a thousand-dollar plate dinner. You know what I'm saying? It's just what's portrayed to the world is not facts. Bottom line,
1: when it comes to the media. So, what's your uh, favorite movie of all time? <sighs> oh man, that's a deep. One. Um, it's
2: hard. yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um,
0: just run, just run a couple off. I know it's hard. They just narrow down
2: to one. I, you know, I, I got, I just, I, I out of everything. Um. I would have to go with probably Bad Boys Two. Now looking forward it's, forward to the, to you me. are. I you know I'm looking forward to the third one, but I, I would have to take it down to that one because I like. I've always been a fan of those two gentlemen. There's a lot of other movies that I'm not might not be giving credit for that are phenomenal films. Love them. I mean, Solar's Point is one of my favorites. I, mean, I was in it, but they killed nice. it. McCall killed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's a lot of other ones. But as far as movies that I've watched over and over and over, and that's that's one of them. I just, um, uh, the dude that played Reggie when he opened the door, like, who the fuck is it? It's Reggie. nigga. you at least 30, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, just been hitting back and forth on IG, you know what I'm saying? So that, that solidified my love for that film. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's just, um, but that, that's, that's definitely my top one. It's, it's about 30 or 40 albums after that, that. That's my top one. That and Aliens too. the second Aliens. The second Aliens? The second one. You know, the morning we, you know. I like, I like the first one. The first one was good. Don't get me wrong. But the second one, you know, it took it to that next level. When she jumped in that forklift and the the. Oh, I thought that was one. No, nah, so. that was two. One came out early. We was oh, right. we was babies when one came right, out. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I went back and watched one, and it was good. You know what I'm saying? But two was the truth. Yeah. Two was the truth. Two was the
1: truth.
0: So uh, I ended off with uh, you, I guess, plugging Lost Kings and um, just giving us a little uh, uh, idea on where you, you know what I mean? Really wanted to be full certain, You know what I mean?
1: Okay.
2: Um, First of all, once again, thank you again. Lost Kings is out now streaming YouTube, Facebook, and some other platforms you can see it on as well. Um, As far as myself, I have some more bodies of work that are in post that will be out to the public really, really soon. I just did Tales um, in Atlanta with Irv Gotti and those guys. That went really well. Um, Ah man. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a chance chance to uh, sit down with Sinbad. Uh, He watched Lost Kings. He watched the DC Film Festival last year. Loved it. Didn't know he set me up. When I met him, when I got there, he was just like, you know, he it was he was talking. You know, I just introduced myself, and we was talking, and also, and I told him, you know, I'm here for Lost Kings. He was like, yeah, hey, yeah, what was it about? For me, I'm, yo. Know, we walking up the street in D.C. I'm telling him all about Lost Kings. His family is up there with the group. It's just me and him at this point. And when we get up to the family, like, yeah, hey, that's my guy. He did Lost Kings. And, the, and the one of his kids was like, oh, yeah, the joint we watched earlier. <laughs> I
0: early. said,
2: oh, you wanted to see what I was going to say, you know what I'm saying? But he had already watched it. Showed mad love for it. Um, um, just did really love. Kofi was in it. Um, gentleman that has, I think it's Brown Sugar. He did that. He he showed mad love. Showed showed it to him. He loved it. Will Collette. We did 12 O'Clock Boys with him. And um, who also um, Willie Queen, who plays Max in Lost Kings, is starring right beside Meek Mills in the 12 O'Clock Boys. And, uh, Gary Ugarix, all in the game. Is a tremendous part of my growth that I enjoyed. Um, and that film, if you get it and watch it, I had one line on paper right. in that film. No sir, that's not going to work for me. Right. I've read that script and I was like, oh, all right. I didn't say nothing to nobody. Right. Um, I end up getting on because of Nelson. How uh, as as a sorry Nelson. How do you pronounce his last name? Azario. Right. He put me on, I had a, a bar a nightclub at the time, and that's how I met Gary, he brought him in, and we uh, were able to use that at several different locations. I read the script, like, when it gave me a character with one line, yeah, I ain't gonna work for me, son. I learned the script, I knew it by heart, I knew everybody else's line, I knew the beats in between, so when we got to filming, you know, I'm sitting back, like, yup, y'all, go ahead. And everywhere I knew I could plug something that was relevant and would fit into the script, I did it. So I just appreciate this opportunity to sit on this beautiful couch with you two gentlemen, man.
0: I'm glad you got the opportunity to sit on the couch. Uh, give people your uh, social media and and
2: all that. Okay, so I um, will only do the book in uh, in IG. The book is under my name, Makaya Jones. You can go on Google the same thing and find anybody's work that's for sale. My IG is be more underscore lucky underscore low man. Be more lucky, little man. And um, of course, that's little man character because that was my first. And Lucky, which is the character I played in Thug Life All in the Game with Gary, Gary. That was one of that. Once again, we took it from one line to the cover art. Those two are like my favorite yeah, two characters yeah, yeah. next to Winston now. I get
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm Norman Fane. I'm King Ransom. It's Fane from Ransom.